Hello, everyone, and welcome back to our Develop Series podcast. This is your host for the series, Danielle Reynolds, and I am so excited to be back with you for our second episode. I hope y'all were able to tune into our first episode, Recruiting 101, Laying Your Foundation, where we covered all things recruiting process, building your brand, and how to stand out. A very useful episode to our audience, and I hope you found great value in it. If you haven't had a chance, I highly recommend going back to listen after this episode. And as a reminder, if you aren't following me on LinkedIn, be sure to connect with me. I post weekly professional development videos that are focused on your growth and your development and how to keep you inspired as you are discovering your potential. In addition to leading our campus recruitment and intern professional development, I also lead our firm's wellness program, FitWit. Our FitWit program is dedicated to improving the physical and mental well-being of our employees by bringing healthy opportunities into our work environment. We encourage our team members to focus inward and make overall wellness a priority so that we can take better care of each other, our families, and our clients. FitWit is embedded into our culture and we love witnessing the positive impacts that continue through the program. And that leads me to our discussion topic today, all on personal wellness, and we will get into everything. I believe wellness is such a personal journey, and we are all at different stages, so I'm excited to touch on everything today. And I'm especially excited for our guest. Through FitWit, I have met some amazing people with the partnerships we have. One of those people is our special guest today, Yolanda Harper. Yolanda is the Strategic Partnerships Manager at Blue Zones Project, which is a community well-being improvement initiative. She's been a dear friend of mine for the past five years working together and is so inspiring to me, both with work, the work she does at Blue Zones and everything else she is a part of that focuses on improving people's lives. So thank you, Yolanda, for joining me today. Thank you for having me. So excited to get into this discussion topic today. Yolanda, you are such an inspiration to the health and wellness industry. Tell me a little bit about the work you do and how you got started with Blue Zones. Well, first, let me say thank you for having me today, Danielle. It is so good to see you and be in your presence once again. I appreciate the relationship that we have uh, built over the years through fitness and wellness, and I, I, I greatly appreciate that. Also, let me say congratulations to the award you just recently received in uh, was the DCEO Healthcare Award that you received. So congratulations for that and all the work that you're doing for the employees of Willie Penn. Thank you so much. And it's with it all starts with great partnerships like the yes. one you and I have. So yes. thank you so much. We are so excited about that recent recognition. Yes, congratulations. So um, and to answer your question, I think it was a natural progression. If I had to change the question around a little bit, when I think about my life individually and how I've been an athlete all my life. I ran, uh, I ran track, I played volleyball, I played basketball, I went to college on a full athletic scholarship. So it's almost just been a natural part of me when it comes to being active. Mm-hmm. Now, I, that shifted when I got into corporate America because again, I wanted to see our employees uh, engaged before I was even into the wellness um, industry or the wellness bubble to say, um, I would always be the one who would lead our corporate challenge or you know, if there was a weight loss contest, I would always be that person. And it's just been a really a natural progression. So when I learned about Blue Zones Project and uh, they were coming to Fort Worth and it was introduced to me and I was thinking, oh my goodness, this job description was like, this is me all, you know, it was, yeah. I was just all over and in it. 
So uh, with Blue Zones Project, what we're doing right now is we're implementing research and best practices uh, to promote healthy and productive and engaged employees. Mm -hmm. And that's what I do at Blue Zones Project. And again, it's just been um, a, a natural progression to be where I am, but I have always had a passion for just helping, assisting, providing resources on how people can live and operate at their very best. Well, you do a great job of that. And you, Yolanda brings the energy. And I think you are such a great representation of not just Blue Zones, uh, but what it means to, to live an active, healthy, overall wellness lifestyle. And so you are amazing. So you keep so many people inspired on a daily basis, right? It's what you do. It's who you are. It's embedded in you. So tell me about how you keep yourself inspired and why health and wellness is so important to you. I think one of the ways I keep myself inspired on a daily basis is um, I protect my peace, if I can say that. I, I protect my peace. I surround myself with those things and people that I love, those things that bring me joy. Um, I, have, I love books. I love having a book in my hand. I love reading. Uh, affirmations are important to me. I believe the most powerful thing, uh, most powerful statement is an I am statement. And be careful what we put after that. So the I am statement. The I am statements are so very important. Um, also, the people that I'm connected to, uh, sometimes, um, you know, whether it's a phone call, whether it's a text message, uh, I have, even my timeline on social media, I have gotten away from those people. If I mean, if it's some crazy stuff, I just, just I don't even snooze people for 30 days. I just delete you, you know. So Love that. I, I protect my peace. So whether I'm listening to music, you know, whether it's coming internally uh, through my, through, through my, you know, what I'm viewing or what I'm listening to, I just kind of protect my peace. But you know what? I in full transparency on the flip side of that, um, sometimes it's difficult to stay inspired. You know, we just mm -hmm. have to be honest and say we just have those days. And I believe some of the most difficult times that I've had is when I've encouraged the most. So, you know, you, you, you're always the encourager, you're always a motivator, but then sometimes you sit back and say, well, what about me? You know, who's going to encourage me? Who's going to motivate me? And then that's when you just have to dig deep and say, put on some music, go for a walk, you know, so. Very interesting and very <laughs> transparent too. Yes. I love that. And yes. I think, you know, we, when you are like the way you and I are wired, you know, you want mm -hmm. to give a lot and encourage people but you have to remember that we've got to fill our own tanks, right? Yes. And in order for us to to be that encourager, yes. to uplift others, you've got to keep yourself uplifted yes. and positive and fill your joy tank and keep your cup full. I so, like that, that joy tank. Yeah. I, and I, I, I refer to it as, yeah, keeping my cup full. You know, you can, you can, I can serve from my saucer, but I'm going to keep my cup full. Keep it full. Keep it I'm full. all about that. That's I good. love that. So Blue, Blue Zones does an amazing job encouraging communities to live longer, healthier lives and focuses on the power nine. So tell us a little bit about this and why this way of living can be so beneficial to our overall wellness. Okay, uh, Dan Buettner is a National Geographic scholar and he traveled the world and found that there are five places around the world where people just live measurably happier, healthier, longer, and better. After they did the research of these five areas, they also found that they all five areas had nine things in common. We call them the Blue Zones Power Nine. Now, uh, not to go over all nine of them, but it's something. It's, it's not rocket science, you know. It's uh, being active, you know. Something as easy as parking, you know, farther at the grocery store and getting those unconscious calories, taking the stairs instead of the elevator. Uh, those are just little ways that we can do it. Family. Uh, one of the power nine is the right tribe, and we talked about that. You know, connecting yourself with good, healthy people. Um, also, one is purpose. So when you look at that, like I said, it's not necessarily rocket science, but I think the, why it's so beneficial and important to overall wellness is 
I mean, we talk about generational wealth a lot, but do we really talk about generational health? Do we talk about those things that are passed down, mm -hmm. you know, through genetics? Um, I just recently had a situation, I had a potassium deficiency. And I'm sitting there and I'm talking to the doctor and I'm like, but I do this and yes, I do this and, and I work out and my diet isn't 100% because I do like Whataburger. Uh, but in the same <laughs> token, you know, I, I balance, right? Um, and then I tell him, I said, hey, but he, he kept saying, but what about your mother? Mm -hmm. What about your father? What about your siblings? And I'm thinking, here I am dealing with something that, okay, yes, I understand my body, but you keep referring to things outside. So I, when I say that, we, we don't understand how the overall wellness and the peace of mind comes with something as simple as, you know what, I feel so accomplished when I can get up and go work out every day or every morning, and I've already accomplished some goals by 8 a.m. Yeah. So that sense of wellness and, and, and peace that I have with that is just amazing. So I think overall just a beneficial think about overall wellness and living this lifestyle um there are just some principles and disciplines that we have to implement you know you know some people are like well i don't want to live to be that long whatever not that we can control <laughs> it but i mean just to live a long active and balanced lifestyle the people that they have studied they all have there's some things that they just implement in their lives I love it. I think it's so practical, right? To mm -hmm. fit into your life. It doesn't have to be as crazy, you know. Yes. You don't have to eat perfectly all the time right. or if you miss a workout, that's okay. Yes. But what else can you work on right. that is going to not replace it, but it's just all the way it all blends together. I think it's just a practical way of living. And mm -hmm. that's why I think I'm so drawn to Blue Zone. So yes. if our audience hasn't even heard of Blue Zones, I highly recommend researching Blue Zones. Get the book that you just mentioned. Yes. It's a great book, um, but just really practical advice yes. of the way to live life. Yes. So let's talk about work-life blend. And I'm using that term, which a lot of people may not be familiar with, but I think it makes a lot of sense, right? And sometimes work-life uh, may not be a complete balance, mm -hmm. right? You know, mm -hmm. a balance means even distribution or when different elements are equal, but a blend, and this is just to me, means combining things together, right? In this mm -hmm. case, we're talking work and life. So here we are with this term blend and learning how to blend these two very important worlds and aspects of our life together. Mm -hmm. So sometimes the blend can be more equal, other times more off balance, which is okay, right? As long as we are staying mindful of each of those shifts and learning how to, to blend and balance ultimately in a healthy way. So how would you define work-life blend or balance and why is this so important to our personal wellness? I think it's very practical when when you are setting healthy boundaries. And I think it's important because, and actually it's interesting because I've even replaced the word balance with priorities. Mm -hmm. So work-life priorities. Because when I think about the word balance, I don't know why, my goofy self, maybe I think of this you know clown in the circus and they're on this unbalanced wobbly thing and they're throwing the balls in a circle and God forbid one falls. I think that's sometimes how we look in life. We have all these things that we're juggling and we're, and you know, so my thing is when I say work-life priority, it's been interesting because when I'm at work, work is my priority. This is when, when I say priority, it simply says, this is my focus right now. When I'm at home, that's my focus. That's my focus. So just being able to just um, have that boundary and yes, yes, blend, especially now that we're working from home. How do you separate? You know, there's one thing when you're at the office and you come home, it's easy to separate. Now, many are working from home, and I still believe the key principle to being successful with this is still setting those healthy boundaries. And that's with work 
and that's with the family. I love that. I love the priority thing. I think, and that allows you to be present with yes. whatever you're doing. Yes. And that's why I think, you know, it's okay if things are, if you're if you're having to give more priority to work, right, at a certain right. time in the year, or if you need to give more time to family, it's mm-hmm. all about what's your priority and yes. how, like I said, how we're blending those things together and making it all work making it in all a healthy work. way. In a healthy way, yes. Yes. So I have taken a purpose workshop with you before. You were my purpose <laughs> workshop leader. And I highly recommend anyone to attend if you if ever given the opportunity. So can you talk about why finding your purpose and wellness go so hand in hand? I know you kind of just mentioned purpose. Um, but why do these things work so well together? I think they work. Well, let me first say that the next opportunity, if you're interested in taking a, a purpose workshop, will be December the 16th. And it's a one-hour lunch and learn, and it's from noon until one o'clock. And you can go to our Facebook page and register. It's for free. And if you're ever interested in having this for your employees alone, we can um, schedule that as well. But uh, go to our Facebook page and go to our events, and you can find out how to that that link to register. And the next time is again on December the sixteenth. Now, when you think about the purpose workshop and um, and purpose and how this goes hand in hand with wellness. It's simply because a jack of all trades, a master of none, is overrated. You know, Superwoman died because she was trying to do it all. So when you think about purpose, purpose gives you an opportunity to focus on that one thing or that area of things that brings you most joy and fulfillment and giving your whole self to that. Mm -hmm. So I'm not trying to give you 5% here, 5% there, and over 10% here. Let somebody else, if if that's their strength, if that's their area, let them do that. But right here in this element, in this space, if I can give you 100% and I am fulfilled, it's reciprocal. So I think with, with finding purpose is finding your piece of the puzzle. We're only one piece. And I think we have, um, we've spread ourselves so thin. You know, the term multitasking, that's overrated. That's, and, and, and it's dysfunctional and it's unhealthy. Agree. Okay. <laughs> so I think when you talk about purpose, purpose just gives you that intention, that focus on, again, those things that bring you joy and fulfillment. And then that's where you spend your time. I love that. It's your superpowers, right? It's your, su- your superpowers. And, we'll and building that. your tribe yes. of who else is really good at other things yes. that can help you. Mm-hmm. I love that. I love the purpose. So what are some of the best practices for living in purpose? And what are some of the benefits we see living this way? Um, first, I would say uh, identify and operate in your strengths, your gifts. Um, it's one thing, say, for instance, because we're both in, you know interested in fitness and, and wellness in this whole space, is it's one thing that we read a magazine on how to do the workout, but it's another thing when we actually go do the workout. So it's one thing to identify your strengths. It's another thing to operate in it. So I would just say identify and operate in your strengths and your gifts. And also, I mean, there's an example that I, I use all the time. It's, um, and I think I shared this on the Purpose Workshop is, you know, right now, if I thought about it, if I want to go back to a school to become a phlebotomist, training, whatever, certification, whatever, I think I could do that. But that wouldn't be putting me in my best space because I'm horribly afraid of needles. Mm-hmm. So although I can do it, is that the best place for me? So fine, when you talk about purpose and wellness and what that looks like, it's really more so just finding that fulfilling space. Finding that fulfilling space and just operating, uh, operating your gifts. And I talk about strength finders all the time. That I think that just totally changed my life. So if you haven't taken the strength finders assessment, you can go to their, web, web, to their website and do that. I love that. And I love how you say put it in place, right? I yes. love that actionable tip, right? So yes. not just finding your purpose, 
but putting it into action, yes. using those superpowers uh, to benefit yourself and others. Yeah, it's finding really out where, where and how it shows up in your life. Yeah. Well, I love it. And I save my purpose workshop worksheet <laughs> on my desktop and I check it out every once in a really? while just to go back and see, you know, what I chose as my purpose and mm-hmm. how I need to remember that I need to, to go about yeah. living life that way. So mm-hmm. I love that. Um, so let's shift gear a little bit to talk about health in the workplace. Okay. So what's the role of companies and the individual as far as workplace health and wellness goes? Um, We have to understand, first of all, that healthy employees are productive employees. And when we say health, it's all-encompassing. It's mental health, it's physical health, it's emotional and financial. So when you have an employee who is healthy, they're going to be more productive, which for the company, is bottom line is increased. So for the customers, for productivity, all of that. So productivity is increased, all of that. So that's very important to understand that. And also, um, as far as workplace and what health goes in the, in the wellness, I believe, you know, with the employee assistance programs, one of the things that I saw when I was, you know, working, as I'm working with my work sites across the city of Fort Worth is most employees don't understand the depth of the employee assistance program. So I think now more than ever should be a time that companies are highlighting the number of resources that are available. And it's an employee benefit. Right. You know, so it's like, oh, oh, EAP, you know, okay, no. You, right now, I mean, and I will be not ashamed to say, I've taken advantage of my EAP. I've gone to counseling. You know, for I think we had, I think we had like five sessions, you know, for free. Yeah. We need to take advantage of it, especially during this time. So, again, there's, there's, there's so many different resources that are embedded within or the benefits embedded within the employee assistance program. I think now more than ever, we really need to be highlighting those benefits. Yeah. And sometimes, you know, we as individuals may glaze over it, right? Like we it's do. a long orientation. You go through it. Yes. But I think there's a role that a workplace place in this all, you know, Mm -hmm. it needs to be embedded in the culture. It Mm -hmm. needs to be who your company is, Mm -hmm. but there's also some, um, you know, it's on the employee as well, right? To do your research. Yes. Um, if that benefit is given to you, then, Mm -hmm. then look into it and utilize it. Um, it's there for a reason, right? So I love that you mentioned that. Um, so how do you, how do we encourage this culture of openness about mental health issues in the corporate workplace setting and what are some of the best practices you have seen? Um, Some of the best, uh, pre-COVID, some of the best practices that I've seen, many offices have designated spaces or space or room in their office that employees can get away from their desk. Uh, It's one thing if you can close your door, but it's another thing where you can find a space that is created for mindfulness and peace and just to downshift a little bit and disconnect for just a little bit. Diffusers, white noise. I mean, you have you have walking paths. You have so many different things that have been implemented in the offices, and that was pre-COVID. Uh, but when you think about a culture of openness in the workplace when it comes to mental health, I really, I truly believe that's that, that's a fine line. Mm-hmm. And I think we should be careful only because, just like what you just talked about, great segue. Because for the employer, I believe they need to highlight the benefits and offer the benefits and say, "Hey, take advantage." But in the same token, the responsibility really lies on the employee to say. You know what? I'm not feeling my best self today. I know that I have whatever whatever I'm feeling, and that's a whole other issue. I'm talking about not issue, but talking about emotional intelligence and your 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 level of awareness. Just to say, you know what? I have time. I'm going to take a day off because, as my grandmother would say, I need to settle my spirit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> she said, "Baby, you need to settle your spirit." You know? <laughs> so, I mean, just that in itself. So, there's a responsibility on the employer 
but just like you said, on the employee as well. And there's nothing wrong with taking a day off, right? That's why it's there for you, right? <laughs> that's why it's there. And I think, and that's just, it goes back to being mindful, right? Yes. And making sure your cup is full and yes. that all these areas in regards to your health are being met and that yes. you are replenishing them so that you can be your best self. Mm-hmm. I love that. So you did a great presentation that I watched on YouTube with the Fort Ruth Chamber on the role of employee appreciation and mental health. And gratitude is huge, right? We have these gratitude journals that our employees can access. And I think there are just so many benefits um, in regards to gratitude. Um, and, And when we get to focus on that, we see it both on the personal and professional side that mm-hmm. all relate to our health, right? So yeah. happiness, purpose, you name it. So you mentioned in that presentation the five languages of appreciation in the workplace, which goes off the five love languages, which I'm sure we've all heard of and taken maybe. Um, so tell me how appreciation in the workplace correlates with our wellness and why it's such an important concept to practice and embed in our culture. I think it's important because we have to understand that employees, I mean, we're still we're still people, and we all, regardless of our love language, we all thrive in a culture of appreciation. Who, who doesn't want to hear thank you? Who doesn't want to hear good job? Mm-hmm. All right? So when you look at the five languages of appreciation, that, like you said, that are the same five love, lang- love languages that Gary Chapman talked about, it's taking that time to identify what is yours? What is your language of appreciation? I use the example of a young lady uh, at Walt Disney training, and they brought her on stage and they gave her this award in front of the the entire company, and she was livid. And they couldn't understand why she was so upset at receiving an award, but that's not, that wasn't her language. If that director CEO would have pulled her to the side one-on-one and given her that award, that would have been more fulfilling for her. So now we've created this well, they created, but I'm sure they worked all that stuff <laughs> out. But I mean, when you just just understanding, but even the, when you look at the statistics on appreciation, employees don't feel appreciated. And if employees don't feel appreciated, I go back to question, are they working and doing their very best? Mm-hmm. And you want them to do their very best. So a simple and genuine, hey, how are you doing? Hey, do you need any help with anything? I know we are not touching with our, our, our disconnected uh, socially distancing. You know, just send a high, what if you, you just check your email, you got a cyber high five. You know, so there, there's different ways that we can do it, but I think it's a very important concept. Yeah, I love that. I mean, and I try to buy the book, and it is sold out in a lot of places. So is this might just be a, a hot book right now. Oh, wow. Um, because I love the concept of that. I think, and like you said, I challenge teams to do this, leaders of teams to, mm-hmm. to find out what your team, uh, what they need, right, as far as appreciation goes and how you can be the best leader to them. Mm-hmm. Um, and it has so to be benefits. genuine. Yeah. It has to be sure. genuine. I mean, and you know, we know when it doesn't come off, right? You know, so it has to be genuine. So it's, it's I, I encourage, I mean, to even include the training in, in in leadership development because it's you know it flows from the top down and I mean you my my from colleague to colleague you say hey that was a great job you know I appreciate that but when it comes from higher up it's a little different if it's not genuine it's like mm, okay I got you right right <laughs> so make sure it's genuine yeah I love that and I think it just all circles back to when you feel appreciated you feel like you're doing your purpose you're yes. feeling great about yourself you can get yes. more of yourself I mean yes. it all certainly ties together. 
So since, since March, companies have been pushing hard to keep business going, which means employees may have to work extra hard. So what is the best way to manage when work still seems you know, 24-7 and, and maybe pretty unbalanced as far as blending personal and professional lives in a healthy way? I, I believe the best way to manage this is setting those healthy boundaries. Um, we don't have to respond to emails after a certain hour. If I was in the office and I left the office, I mean, I, our phones have connected us, and which is good, and it's also bad. So that goes back to setting those boundaries, even if you have to set your out-of-office assistant, uh, your out-of-office assistant, to just say, I'm out of the office. So yes, I see these emails here, but again, when we set those boundaries, my priority right now is my family. So after five o'clock, I'm not returning emails. You, you, you had, you got your forty, you got your eight hours today. You know, so it's so quick because again, we have our phones. It's like, oh, let me just return this email right quick, and then you look up. Now you have to go to your computer. Then you look up. You're not with the kids or the family more because oh, I'll just be back in a few minutes. So I just really believe just finding, uh, just setting those healthy boundaries is very important. Um, and even finding, I, I, there's some research that's been saying that the people have been more productive at home. You know, because we are in a comfortable environment, we are able to manage our time and getting things done. So um, I, I, at the beginning of COVID, I had this thing that just was just kept resonating with me, and it was three words: even in this, even in this, we have been allowed to think outside the box. Things that people have said we couldn't do, uh, we're not able to do, or were not even an option. Guess what? Now it's an option. So we've been forced outside of our box, and it's not a bad thing. So, I mean, I'm not giving credit to COVID or I don't want to say, but even in, even in the midst of this, the silver lining is we're still getting the job done. We're still getting the job done, and I think that's important. So, again, just, you know, just setting those boundaries at home and getting the job done, getting the work done. But when it's time to stop, 5, five o'clock, if you walk out of the office at 5 o'clock, shut it down at 5 o'clock. I would say if people need to get a hold of me, they they can, right? Mm -hmm. So, um, but I love your even in this statement. Yes. What a statement of gratitude, right? Yes. The way we shift our way of thinking about mm -hmm. a search a situation mm -hmm. or anything. Mm -hmm. I'm gonna steal that. I yeah, love even that. The, you know, think about it. even in this Danielle, people are still getting married, babies are still being born. There's a lot of good stuff that's still happening. So it's all about perspective and focus. So if we just continue to focus on, you know, the hospitals are being, uh, there's no, there's not many beds and the number of deaths, you know, the two days, last two days, the number of COVID deaths. If that's where your focus is, yeah, that's going to drain you. But it goes back to what we were talking about. I'm going to protect my peace. I'm going to get enough information regarding COVID and what's going on around me to be informed. But I'm not going to inundate myself with it that it's now... You know, so even in this, I go read a book, go for a walk, find, find that joy. Even in this. Even in this. It's all about finding joy and the way we just look at things, mm -hmm. I think. And there's so much power in that. So as many businesses look at extending remote work, um, you know, going into 2021, what are some of uh, the best practices that businesses and leaders can do now to better support the mental health of their employees? I think one of the things I would say, and the first thing I would say is we need to give ourselves grace. We need to really give, give ourselves grace and give ourselves the area or, or allow ourselves to be flexible because this is new to all of us. This is new to all of us. We didn't know we were going to be here, number one. Number two, we didn't know we were going to be here this long. And number three, we don't know how long we're going to be here. Right. So I think we need to give give ourselves grace and give ourselves that um, that flexibility to just say, you know what, 
I, we might not be able to do a 60, 90 day plan because we might, you know, so just give ourselves that grace. And then, you know, like I said, just thinking outside the box on how we can stay connected in a disconnected situation, you know, whether it's the one-on-one -on -one phone calls, uh, some, and I think also checking people's level of comfort. You know, if I know Danielle's work, uh, appreciate, language of appreciation is quality time, and if you're comfortable, Danielle, I'd like to meet you for coffee. That might not work with someone else. Okay? So I think, you know, the language of appreciation and also just really just check the pulse of the employees. Check the pulse of the employees. It's one thing to do it in a group meeting on the team calls or all that. Everybody go around and tell us, you know, uh, how excited you are. Tell us one good thing. That's all fine and good. But how about just one-on-one -on -one saying, hey, do you need anything? How's everything going? I know you're working on so-and-so project. How's that going? You know, so I think, again, going back to it being genuine, but just finding that time to think outside the box on how can we stay connected in a disconnected situation. Love that. Even in this. Even in this. We have found out, I think it's allowed us to work on focusing on those areas a little bit more than maybe we ever gave them time thinking about, mm -hmm. um, where we have to be a flex flexible, adaptable, mm -hmm. and innovative, right? Yes. In the way that we might learn to go about things. And it's not a negative way. I see all these like cards, right? So glad 2020 is almost over. Worst year ever. And I'm like, is it really? Like, mm -hmm. it, it was a great year. We got more quality time at home with our, you know, mm -hmm. like you said, I just got married. So I uh -huh. got to spend less time traveling, more time with my husband. Yes. And I'm like, even in this, uh -huh. we can get through it. And there's so many positive ways. You might learn things about your team that they need from you as mm -hmm. a leader mm -hmm. that you never knew before. Right. So I love that. So tell me about how you personally, Miss Yolanda, <laughs> separate your work from your home, everyday life now um, Now that you know most of us are working at home. Um, I, boundaries. I mean, I'm, I, I have my, my grand dude, uh, he's nine, he will come over sometimes and uh, just sitting there with him while he's doing his schoolwork and even in that, you know, that's been challenging for the parents, the students and the teachers. But I think that when I'm at when I'm at work, I'm at work. I have an office, my home office, and I've kind of made it a, a routine that I get up. But when I work out, I get up and I, of course, we're not having to get dressed, but uh, I go into my home office, and that's where I am the majority of the day. I don't take my laptop in my bedroom for any reason. For I don't I don't even if I'm working on my personal business stuff, my laptop in my bedroom is just not. That's my sacred space. So just really just setting those boundaries and just, like I said, when I'm in the office, I'm in my office. And sometimes I might want to work at the bar, you know, or I might want to sit on the couch. And if I know I'm doing something, I can sit on the couch. But I just make it a point that when I'm at work, I'm at work now, you know, we'll go do some laundry and come back <laughs> and things like that. But uh, yes, I just, just those boundaries. So are you a big routine person? I am. So what? tell me what your morning routine looks like. How do you set up your day to have... A productive feeling good about yourself day my morning starts with uh, my workouts and I give myself about an hour um, and of course I'm not going to um, we have a beautiful gym at my apartment complex so and there's plenty of space and I go down there and there's only probably usually me or one other person so full equipment so my morning starts really with my workouts and those days that I'm not able to get my workout it's like my whole day is thrown off because you know you have that, you. you have that one yeah. hour you have that hour workout you come home like you know, you make your protein shake you take a shower you get dressed and you're in the office by eight thirty nine so it's like this you know so again by eight thirty nine o'clock I 
how much have I done? You know? <laughs> oh, yeah. I My workouts in the morning are, like, non-negotiables. Yeah. And my husband's on board with that mm-hmm. because I am just a better person yes. when I get that in. And that is – I have built that part of my morning routine and how I want to set my days yes. up for me to be the best person I can be yes. and go about my life. Yeah, you so. think about what you've already accomplished. You know, you set a goal to get up, get dressed, okay, get to the gym, do the workout. Yeah. You know, so you've already accomplished, you know, how many goals, you, things you've knocked off your list just in the first few hours of the day. And I think in a remote setting, too, it's probably extra important to have those healthy boundaries, but have your routines and make them non-negotiable, right? Yes. It's just like any work meeting. Mm-hmm. You have to have your priorities for yourself, um, and you've got to stick with them, right? Mm-hmm. And so That's I'm true. all about that. Yes. Um, so lastly, what is the best wellness advice you have ever received? Or do you have any um, helpful resources that you can want to share with our audience? Um, I think one of the most important things we have to understand that self-care is important and necessary. It's not selfish. It's not selfish. I've used a pie analogy or I can use something more healthy or pizza, whatever. But um if we give a piece of ourselves to the job, to our spouses, to our family, to our community, to our faith-based organizations, to the community, so we give a piece of ourselves to everyone else, why do we feel guilty when it's our turn, turn to take our piece of the pie? And why is it selfish that I'm going to take my piece first and then I'm going to let you all have, again, giving from my saucer and not my cup? Mm-hmm. Alrighty. Um, so just really just a, just a self-care, even in this, even in this time. When you talk about the, the the balance between work and family, I even question, when was the last time you put you on your calendar? When have you just set aside some time? Yes, we have our morning gym time. But outside of that, what does it just say? You know what? For this, for an hour, just like a recurring meeting, every Friday from 6 to 7 o'clock, I'm going to do whatever I want to do. It's non-negotiable. And it's not about now we'll have our family time and we'll have all the, the, those other times, but what about just you? It's selfless. It's selfless. It's selfless. And it's necessary. Because again, if I if I'm if I don't take that time to get my tank filled or keep it filled, then I'm not my best for my family and everyone else. And if we want to be our best, set that healthy boundary. Say, you know what, right now, I can't do it. Check with you next week. But right now, today, nah, I would I would I wouldn't do the service. That you need to do diligence to what you need. So next week, probably so, but not today. Because I need to go settle my spirit. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love everything we went over today. So many great takeaways. So Yolanda, thank you again for joining us. Loved our conversation today. Thank you for inspiring me, so many of us. I know you're going to inspire thousands and thousands of more people. Um, and just I love how you helped us to see the importance of finding our purpose and staying dedicated to our own individual personal wellness so that we can go out and help others. And I think it all comes back to that. And I love your energy. Uh, (laughs) You know I love you. And I just love the relationship we've built over these last five years. Um, Staying active and healthy together and just inspiring one another. So I really appreciate you being with us this Uh, today and I look forward to continuing the conversation. Yes, thank you so much for having me. I appreciate the opportunity to share and again, I totally echo that, the relationship that we built through uh, Blue Zones and I guess lastly, I'll just say the Purpose Workshop is December the 16th and I would love to have you all there. It's open to the public. It's one hour and we go over everything and when you leave or when you finish that workshop, 
you have a purpose draft statement that will help you be more focused and not a jack-of-all-trades, master of none. So thank you so much for having me. I appreciate you. Y'all attend that purpose workshop. It's great. I've still got mine on my desktop, so you'll learn a lot. And if you love today's conversation, you will love the purpose workshop. So thank you guys for joining us and have a great day. Oh.